Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. about your team then this is the episode for you and if you're not don't worry we have a lot to talk about ahead of week seven mostly about players to trade for i gotta start i gotta sell i got defenses and kickers to stream i still don't have a voice but i will have some general trading advice all right here on the breakout football podcast on the believe network sponsored by prize picks I'm Zach Cohen of the 33rd team. Like I said in the intro, I still do not have a voice. I really don't know when that's coming back. Definitely not this upcoming weekend. So I will defer to myself, actually, for some advice on how to deal with the Cardinals receivers. Marquise Brown, out at least six weeks, it seems like. Robbie Anderson traded to the Cardinals. I made a whole video on it. Then the Brown news dropped So I had to redo it, but that is up on the 33rd team. But here is what I had to say on Monday. So big fantasy news coming out of Arizona today. Marquise Brown out for the season. The Cardinals just traded for Robbie Anderson. Already I was thinking, man, we shouldn't really treat Anderson as anything more than like a wide receiver three, maybe even a wide receiver four in that offense. We don't even know how good he's going to be in the Cardinals offense. We know he's been playing a lot as an outside receiver in Carolina. 158 of 177 of his routes run with the Panthers this season have come from the outside. Now with Brown out, Anderson could actually slide in as a wide receiver two in Arizona Rondell Moore in the slot obviously DeAndre Hopkins comes back suddenly I am a little intrigued with Anderson I think you can get him really really cheap heck he's probably available in your league as well so I'd look into him I wouldn't be too eager to add him to your rosters but definitely a situation to monitor right now as for other Cardinals Hopkins doesn't really affect him Ertz don't really think it affects him either he's been balling Kyler Murray surely should help him too keep an eye on all the rest of the news for fantasy coming out of this wide receiver situation in Arizona. Nothing's changed since then. That video is still up on the 33rdteam.com, or you can just hit the 15, 30, 60 seconds back button if you want to hear that again. But that's how I value the Cardinals receivers moving forward. Before we get into some specifics about players, I think you should trade for one you should trade away, a guy you could start, defenses, kickers to stream, and my player prop of the week. Some general trade strategy. As I'm sure you are all aware, the trade deadline in fantasy football is approaching. In most leagues, it's probably not here for another week or two or three, but my phone, my social media has been blowing up about what should I do with this player, what do you think of this trade, yada, yada, yada. Here's my advice. If you're a top team in the league, you should be looking to upgrade one of your players. If you have the depth to do it, obviously you want to take a starter and a depth guy and pair him for someone better. If you are a worse team, you want to target those two players. You want to break down your best players. If you have someone, let's say you're one and five, Oh, and six, maybe even two and four, and you have a player like Stefan 
Diggs, and you're not winning games, and you know he's not going to be playing this week, and what are you? who are you trying to start this week at the wide receiver position? George Pickens? Chase Claypool? It's probably not going to work out for you. So... You need to take digs, break them down for two players you could start every single week. You got to have the selling mentality. You need to sell. Obviously, things could change. Players get healthy. Players automatically flip a switch at certain points in the season. It just happens. But banking on that is kind of just giving up in a sense. You're basically saying, all right, I'll just wait and see what happens. You don't know what's going to happen. You are at the bottom of the league you have no clue what changes could happen, either better or for worse. Maybe your star player or two suddenly gets hurt. Then, yeah, you're screwed. You're facing that league punishment or whatever happens when you finish at the bottom of your league. That's not good. Meanwhile, if you're at the top of the league, you might feel more inclined to stay the same. But you should never, ever say, I'm not making any trades no matter what. You should always listen to trades, always gouge trade interest. If you're in the middle of the pack, maybe a little closer to the top, maybe a little closer to the bottom, whatever the thing is, you need to figure out what you have and who needs it. Obviously, that sounds redundant, but too often I see people trying to trying to fleece their league mates, trying to rip them off. That really can't be your mentality. You need to go through teams and say, well, they need that. What would help them? And can I offer that? And if you can't, then it's over. No need to try and rip off another team. Builds bad will. And obviously, it doesn't really do anything because you're just wasting everyone's time. So just some general trade thoughts. Some of that might have been pretty obvious for a lot of people. But it's still, I keep seeing these mistakes as if people don't realize those things. So just keep that in mind when making deals for your team. At the very least, if you feel like your team stinks... Staying the same is probably the worst thing you can do because you've you've seen what that team can be. You've seen what your team has been doing. Try to make some changes, and if it fails, hey, at least you tried to do something different. But on to some players that you could probably target in trades. This one's interesting because I don't consider Kirk Cousins a buy low. I just consider him pretty underrated. He has finished as a quarterback one four times this season. The only other quarterbacks who have finished as a quarterback one more than that, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. Cousins is only quarterback 13 in points per game, which is probably why people underrate him. But you take out his poor week two performance, and that jumps to quarterback eight. Here's why he's a trade four candidate. There is a good chance, unless that team drafted Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, that Cousins is not the starting quarterback on someone else's team. He's probably expendable, at least from leagues and trades that I've seen. Cousins isn't the guy who teams are really tethered to, yet he's a starting quarterback. He is a top 10 starting quarterback in fantasy right now. He's off in week 7, so if you need a quarterback this week, you may want to wait on that one, but he comes back to Arizona and Washington in the following weeks, and those are two pretty good matchups for a guy of Cousins' caliber. If you need a quarterback, I think Kirk Cousins could be that guy for you. Another player who's been producing, but probably could be doing a lot better, is Browns receiver Amari Cooper. He's tied with Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, and A.J. Brown, with the second most games as a wide receiver one. They've all done it four times. 
Only Cooper Cup has more. So already Cooper has been in some elite company. And in the last four games, he's had 10 plus targets in each of them. And within those games, he's had three games of 20 plus fantasy points. There's been some inconsistency with him though. And I think that's where his value isn't as good high as it really should be because some people see well yeah he's been balling some weeks but other weeks like can i trust him i also think whether people will admit it or not there is bias towards a browns receiver when jacoby Brissett is throwing them the ball but that's where cooper's value could skyrocket deshaun watson scheduled to come back in a little over a month yeah you'll probably need to wait for him to really hit his full ceiling and at that point it might be too late however cooper is still good enough right now where he is a guy that you don't really have to say, oh, I'm just putting him on the shelf for a couple weeks till Watson comes back. We obviously know Watson should elevate Cooper's game. We know that. But for right now, you could look at a guy like Amari Cooper on a certain team and say, man, they probably don't need him, or I could just buy him low. So I think Amari Cooper is probably more of a buy low than anything right now because we know that he will probably be getting better. You know I like to use probabilities in these. You know nothing is certain. I will never be certain about anything because that is ridiculous. This is a game where we are predicting the future. Anyone who says that they are certain something will happen, probably just kidding you. They're probably just pulling your leg. This week, though, Cooper does play the Ravens, so if you do have him, obviously you're starting him. I think he is going to play pretty darn well because this Baltimore secondary is not too good that's all I really got to say about Amari so keep an eye especially if the team that Cooper is on in your league is pretty bad I think you could probably go get him for what he won't be worth as much as later on in the season another player to trade for Alan Lazard he has been red hot and at first glance you might think he's been too touchdown dependent but he's done it without scoring He's been pretty darn good. He leads Green Bay in targets per game. Yeah, he has 13-plus fantasy points in each of the last four games. That's good. But looking below that, he's getting the targets, and he's playing at least 90% of snaps in that span. This is sustainable. It goes back to another point. If there is a bad team out there in your league that has Alan Lazard, Go try and sell two lesser players, but still two players that can be starters for that team. Think of it as the money ball approach, right? You got one guy putting up 20 points per game, offer back a little bit more than the 20 points per game, and they should feel inclined to do it. Give them 30 points back per game. Obviously, the flip side of that, if you are a very good team and you see Alan Lazard could be had, and you need bench depth, you could always break down a player, you could always sell two lesser players to go get Lazard, really shore up that already good roster, it's all possible. If you have Lazard this week, he's facing Washington's defense. So we should expect him to ball out, because the Commanders have allowed the most fantasy points to receivers this season, and it ain't even close. If you're going to try to trade for Alan Lazard, you'll probably want to do it before week seven because a big game is in the cards for Lazard this week. I'd be shocked if he doesn't at least have 15 fantasy points. And at that point, his value might start solidifying a bit higher than what his market price currently is. Couple more players to talk about here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. Prize Picks has a lot of props to choose from, which means that it is now time for me to tell you which prop I am choosing as a smash for week seven. Last week, Matthew Stafford interception, it was money. It has been for all but one game this season. It is the easiest 
freaking prop to take. Unfortunately, Stafford won't be throwing picks this week as the Rams are on a bye. So, my prize picks prop for this week. And if you do not have prize picks, I'm telling you, it's phenomenal. You can combine all these different sports. You can do fantasy points, field goals, punts, sacks, passing yards, all those normal things too. Sign up and deposit. If you do that using my code ZCOHEN, your first deposit will be matched up to $100. It's a 100% deposit match. You put in $100, you get $100. You put in $50, you get $50. So my prop this week, Tyler Lockett over 65 and a half receiving yards. It seems too good to be true. As for why I like that prop, I'm going to have to explain that in just a few minutes. I got another player I want to talk about first real quick on the trade aspect before I get into why I like Lockett and why I think he's a must start this week. But first, you got to sell David Montgomery if you have him. You have to. You have to. And it's not just because of what the Bears head coach Matt Eberflus said about the Bears running backs. It's just because Montgomery hasn't been as good as you probably drafted him to be. You know how I feel about Monty. You know I think Khalil Herbert is better. The stats back up that Khalil Herbert is a more efficient runner. So what did Eberflus say to try and, and cool any panics Montgomery managers might have had? He said, quote, we're going to go with the hot hand. Oh boy, that's not good. <laughs> that is not good. Montgomery just had nine points against Washington, who... In all fairness, has allowed the seventh fewest points to fantasy running backs. Maybe Montgomery could have a bounce back week this week? Probably not. The Bears face the Patriots on Monday Night Football. New England has allowed the fewest points to fantasy running backs. The following week, they play Dallas, who allowed the tenth fewest. Justin Fields is taking carries. The Chicago offense also just generally stinks. One of the fewest points per game in the league as a team. There's not much to really redeem here if you have Montgomery still. He is not someone you should hold out hope for. Try to trade him at almost all costs. And finally, Tyler Lockett. Start of the week, DFS play of the week, cash play, whatever. Everything. Everything you can think of. Prize picks. That's 65 and a half receiving yards. If you sign up a deposit, use my code ZCOHEN for 100% deposit match. We know Lockett's been balling. We know that. There always seems to be this, this, this bias. This recency bias in fantasy. Where a player can be so good for one week or two weeks, or three weeks, or four weeks, or five weeks, but it doesn't matter. Because whatever he did the most recent week is probably what you think of him. Lockett had 3.7 points in week since against Arizona. Their secondary, not top 20 in the league. I can tell you that right now. I can tell you that. So I get the hesitation with starting Lockett after he dropped a dud. We know in years past, Lockett was the poster boy for inconsistency. One week, 30 points. Another week, two points. Don't overthink this one, though. Lockett's good, and he's been good. And that prize picks prop looks phenomenal. Per the 33rd team's The Edge tool, the Chargers are also allowing the fifth most points to slot receivers. Got to give a hat tip to my colleague Mike Bobel at the 33rd team for that one, though. And Los Angeles has allowed the ninth most points to fantasy receivers. And Seattle has scored the third most road points per game. Nearly 10 more points per game than they put up at home. So that prop, 65 and a half, smash. Lockett's hit that in four straight games prior to his dud in week six. Tyler Lockett, if you got him, he's a start. He's a play in whatever you use to play. FanDuel, DraftKings, prize picks. Trust me, don't overthink that one. 
Tyler Lockett should be that dude in week seven. As I've been doing for a couple weeks now, we like to finish off with top streaming kickers and defenses in week seven. I wrote a full article on this and put up a video coming soon for the 33rd team, but that article is ready to be read. Top streaming kickers in week seven, Greg Zerline at Denver. Zerline's the ninth highest scoring kicker in fantasy. The Broncos have given up the third most fantasy points to kickers, and we know kicking gets a power boost in Denver's altitude. I like Will Lutz at Arizona. Lutz has scored 25 total fantasy points over the last two weeks. That's nice. The Saints have also been the third highest scoring team in the NFL over the last three games. And the Cardinals, who the Saints face, like I just said, have allowed fewer than nine points to kickers this season just once. That is also an inside game. I also like Jason Myers at the Chargers. No kicker has scored more fantasy points than Myers over the last four weeks. He scored 10-plus points in each game over that span, and the Chargers have given up the 10th most fantasy points to kickers this season. And yes, again, you know how much I love stadiums with roofs. The Dome games, I'm telling you, kickers, Jason Myers, playing in L.A. Yeah, beautiful SoFi Stadium. As for the three streaming defenses in week seven, you'll notice a theme. But first, make sure you are following me everywhere at Zach Cohen FB on all social media, Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. And feel free to just ask me any questions you have about anything. You send me a screenshot that you follow this podcast. You already know you're getting that express pass to the front of the line. I will answer your question on the spot and probably for the rest of the season. As for those defenses and special teams to look out for, every single playing team in the AFC East. Patriots play the Bears. Monday Night Football, that's a smash. Jets play at the Broncos. Russell Wilson could be hurt as of this recording. We don't know his status, but Brett Ripien's the backup. I like the Jets this week in Denver. The Dolphins versus the Steelers, a game I will be attending First Dolphins game in like six years. The stats really suggest this is not a defense to play, but just think about the motivation. Tua's finally back. Brian Flores on the opposing sideline. A prime time game wearing the throwbacks. Couple that with what we've seen from the Dolphins defense last season and what we have not seen from the Steelers offense this season. I like the Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Greg Zerline, Will Lutz, Jason Myers, all top streaming options at their respective positions. And with that, that'll do it here on the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by PrizePix. I am Zach Cohen of the 33rd team. Make sure to follow me everywhere on all social media. Whatever you got, you got two Ravens. I'm sure I'm on those as well. This has been a great episode, honestly. Stay tuned for next week. And as always, have a blast of week seven, everyone. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.